Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For this morning, I'd have you take out of your bulletin the intro for this day, which is going to be our sermon text, as long as well as Luke chapter 2. And at this time, I'd like us to go ahead and read it half verse by half verse, and you may keep it out um, during the sermon to make notes on it. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has redeemed his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. This is a text. While Bruce was walking down the street, someone was taking advantage of a vulnerable person. Something needs to be done as the person is being beaten to death. His anger rages, his clothes bulge and tear, his muscle bulges as he bares his arm. Sounds like a scene from the Hulk, right? Many a young men have attempted, to, <clears throat> attempted those bulging biceps and a six-pack to boot to fit fit to be a bouncer at any establishment. Yet that's not really a Christmas scene, is it? On this sixth day of Christmas. The intro starts with Psalm 98, the second part of verse 1. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations, and the question is, where? Where is the Lord's arm? Where do people go to see it? But again, I don't know if God has any arms, do you? Scripture always talks about God's right hand, right? Did you find his left? Think about that. That's because God's right hand and right arm are figures of speech. They described God in terms that human beings can understand. Like David, Jesus is God's right-hand man. Therefore, we can say that Jesus sits at God's right hand. God is spirit and doesn't have a literal right hand and a left hand or an arm but it's how God shows himself in power and authority. And of course, if God wanted to reveal himself with a right and a left arm or as a human being, he certainly could and did, right? In Jesus. The intro goes on 
All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. People had waited a very, very long time. Even from David, it was a thousand years. Like Anna, whom we hear about in Luke chapter 2, a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phenuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then was a widow. Hmm, it says until she was 84. Well, there's a whole debate on how to interpret that. Our English t text takes the conservative view that she was 84, but according to the grammar, she could have been over 103, even up to 108. You see, the Greek text does not say she was 84, but Luke points out that she was married seven years from her virginity. That would make her about 1924 before she became a widow. And then you add another 84 years. So how old really was Anna? Luke's conclusion? She was advanced in years. Ladies, you can use that term now. <laughs> but even if she was 84, that's a long time to wait for the redemption of Israel. Or the re oh, no, she doesn't say that. She says the redemption of Jerusalem. But when she was, or when she saw Jesus, she went ahead and told everybody what she had seen. God had bared his arm for, re for the redemption to her. But Luke gives us more details about Anna. She was the daughter of Phineuel of the tribe of Asher. She got, she's got a lineage. Now, why in the world is that important? Seems kind of obscure until you realize where the tribe of Asher is in the northern part of the kingdom of Israel, way up there. And as you know, her land was obliterated 700 years before Jesus was born. Look at it. She's a widow coming from a land where her people were removed. She's hopeless. And she gets to see the Lord bear his arm. Yes, this Jesus. He is the redemption of Israel. But we heard more, didn't we? From a man named Simeon, and many people assume that Simeon was old. Isn't it interesting? The ladies get mentioned as far as how old they are, and the man, there's no mention how old he is, right? Maybe there's something to learn here. There's not one reference here to Simeon's age other than he was a man who was waiting, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Did you hear that? The consolation of Israel. Luke points out a reversal for us. I'm assuming he's named after his ancestors. Simeon is a part of the southern kingdom. If you look at the early map, Judah surrounds Simeon, and Simeon is right there down by Beersheba. So you have here Simeon from the southern kingdom, 
of a divided kingdom, I should say, is waiting for the consolation of Israel, including the north. And a hopeless widow who has her roots in the north is waiting for the redemption of Israel in the south. The worship center of the south. When you have those kinds of mixing happening, what do you think? You can't separate it out, right? They are, or Luke is writing and pointing out that it is for the redemption of all of Israel. The whole thing. God is going to save faithful Israel. And they both see it in Jesus. Jesus is God bearing his arm. And how old is Jesus? Well, if you follow the law, he's 90 days old. Still a little baby, right? That's why we could still sing <laughs> the newborn king. How long do you consider a newborn? One month? Two months? Three months? Four months? We're only the sixth day into it. What can a little baby do? And yet, because of the word of the Lord, because God's spirit is working through God's word, it is true. And Luke goes ahead and stacks up all the evidence, the testimony of how the Lord bears his arm and by what is done to this baby and what people say about this baby. Circumcised on the eighth day as all of, all of Abraham's descendants were to be. His mother purifies himself, herself according to the law. Mm, yet there's a turtle dove instead of a lamb. You do that kind of substitution when you don't have a lot of money. A sign of poverty for the sin offering. And as a firstborn son, Jesus is redeemed according to the law, as Luke says, but again... There's no lamb mentioned for the sacrifice. But in verse 23, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Luke takes Leviticus and does a little bit of a twist there in a way that points to the emblem that's on the priest's head when he enters the tabernacle or enters the temple. Holy to the Lord is written across his forehead. He is holy to the Lord. He is God's salvation. This baby is how God is bearing his arm. And this is the culmination of the Lord bearing his arm fully seen in his ministry. Yes, his service. And there, finally on the cross, where the person of Jesus is stripped and laid bare before all people, And what kind of altar of God is this? A human body containing the Almighty God and it drips down. This is God's holy arm, Christ the crucified. Well, little Andrew was waiting for the worship service to start, and he finally, finally asked, 
Where's Jesus? Many people are asking the same question. They don't see Jesus among God's people bearing his arm. Oh, there's people who call themselves Christians and yet continue to hurt one another. They claim to follow the scriptures and yet they think that God's laws apply to everyone else but them. God made his creation good and yet many rebel against God that he made them male and female. And so scripture has strong warnings as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived that neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, or adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor the swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Whoa, on, Christmas, or on New Year's Eve, we're going to read this text. Where is God? Where's Jesus in all of this? And yet the Lord comes among his people today through word and sacrament. Listen to the scriptures as we read. This is the Lord's voice to you. Hear it as it's preached. The holiness of God revealed by his law and his intolerance of any kind, anything tainted by sin, and yet he comes in, as they say in Hebrew, chesed, in his steadfast love and mercy revealed by the gospel. Jesus is that gospel for any repentant sinner, for any hopeless life like Anna, for any man waiting like Simeon, and for any church split like Israel. For God, for Jesus, comes not only to take away our guilt, but also any shame. For Jesus is God's salvation. Jesus is God's holy arm. God's arm revealed in the manger to the shepherds. The shepherds go ahead and proclaim to all whom they met. God's arm was revealed to Simeon and Anna, and they proclaimed in song and thankfulness. God's arm revealed on the cross, Jesus bitten, uh, beaten and stripped. And after the resurrection, his apostles, his disciples went out through Judea, Samaria, and continued to go out even to this very day, to the ends of the earth. But you may ask, where is God's arm for me? Now they only hear his word, but see his word there at the baptismal font where he made you his very own child. And as you prepare yourself for Holy Communion, there is Christ's body and blood in, with, and under the bread and wine given and shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, for God's mercy, for God's love shown to you. For where his body and blood is, there is Jesus, the whole person of Jesus. For where his word is, there is the voice of Jesus. And where the voice of Jesus is, there he is. And where Jesus is, God's arm of salvation is revealed. And so we can sing, 
like Simeon, as you open up your hymnals to page 211. You open up your hymnals to page 211, and we'll go ahead and let's stand and sing the Nunc Dimittis, or Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. Page 211, let's stand. We're just going to sing verse 1, and we'll sing the whole thing later. Oh Lord, now let your servant depart in heavenly peace, for I have seen your glory, of your redeeming grace. A light to lead the Gentiles unto your holy God that transcends all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.